hashtag Me Too victim, but a hashtag warrior chick, obviously spawned by the hashtag Me Too movement. Um, I saw the conversation taking a nasty turn. A lot of the women were falsely targeting men who really didn't commit any sexual assault towards them. Um, we're talking hands on the knees or creepy flirting. And I know plenty of guys are guilty of creepy flirting, but in no way amounts to sexual assault. So I've been training jujitsu since the age of nine, well over 15 years of training. Yep. I'm the first female black belt from my academy. I've also been wow. training with handguns. I'm not, I'm, I'm very secure in myself to know what is a real assault and a real violent attack. And this is what I want every woman to instill within, within them, a real sense of confidence, knowing how to protect their lives so that they can go out in the world and know what is a real attack and what is not a real attack. Because there are too many victims out there today that need an actual voice and it's not be clouded by this misinterpretation. Now, the book is uh, is is incredible. Tell us a little bit about your writing process for the book. Um, writing process took started when I was eighteen years old, and I began my website, GirlsJustWantToHaveGuns.com. Yeah. Um, I've always been inspired about keep standing up for women's self defense. And so in the book, every chapter goes, the first two chapters go through, is it logical to actually defend your life? Yes. Is it logical to use any method to defend your life? Well, you know, surprisingly, the feminists don't think it's logical to, for a woman to learn how to fight and protect her own life, ironically speaking. You know, they want men to learn not to rape. And... I think most cultures don't teach their children, you know, parents aren't teaching their children, hey, rape is a good thing, you should try it, you know? Like, I think most parents teach their kids how to be responsible, respected, productive members of society. And what a lot of people don't teach their kids is how to protect their own life. You know, girls yes. are often put into dance classes and you know all the all the girly things which don't get me wrong i love dancing i think dancing is, is a fun beautiful art to do but i think most importantly giving your child the ability to defend their own life is priceless and it it instills um a responsibility that you you cannot <laughs> replace and I grew up in Miami, Florida, so I know what it's like to live in somewhat of a sexually driven, hostile environment. Miami is very much that kind of place. Um, there's people walking around there half naked all the time. So when I know what it's like to be around aggressive men, and never did I once feel terrified for my life because I started training at a very early age how to defend my life. And in chapter three, I'm not giving specific 
self-defense moves, what I'm giving women is the ability to avoid being placed in situations where they are vulnerable. So common sense stuff, like if you're walking down the street in the middle of the night and you just came in from partying, number one, hopefully you're walking with a friend. And number two, don't walk close to the the edges of the sidewalk. Walk in the middle so no one can come out and grab you very quickly. The other thing is closing your blinds in your apartment the proper way. My uncle, who is a psychologist in jail, said a rapist told him when he was doing his case study that he would attack people if they closed their blinds the wrong way in an apartment. It just shows you how sick some people can be, and little things like closing your blinds properly can prevent an attack. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. We've got Regis Giles. She is ready to tackle guns, politics, millennials, and Hollywood with her brand new book, How Not to Be a Me Too Victim, but a Warrior Chick. And uh, she joins us today here on the telephone. And uh, we also have IQ Al Rizzoli joining us and the great Dan Perkins joining us as well. Now, IQ, sitting here and listening to to all this, uh, do you have any questions for Regis? I would like to continue listening before I question. Okay, okay. Uh, Dan, I'll, I'll go to you, my friend, because uh, I, I know that uh, uh, you you write for several websites, uh, best-selling author. What, 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 what do you make here of Regis Giles in a brand-new book? I don't know if we uh, – have we lost Dan? We might have lost Dan. He's speechless. He's speechless. He's speechless. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 Regis, uh, Regis uh, tell us a little bit more about the book here because you you have uh, you've written several books in the past. You've you've written "Girls Just Want to Have Guns." Uh, you 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 have uh, amazing amazing background here. Um, actually, this is my first book. I've written numerous articles okay. on my website. Yeah, but um, yeah, this is actually my first go at a book, and the. You know, the second, the fourth chapter, I I go through. If you decide, you know, that avoiding a fight is always good, but sometimes fate pushes you to that point where you have to fight for your life. And when women, if you decide to engage in a fight, expect to get hit back because that is what happens in a real fight. This isn't a movie. Punches hurt, and you the the point of engaging in that fight is to protect your life and to get away not to win it's not to be karate super master um chuck norris's it's your life is on the line and you need to protect it any way you can and you're within your right to do that and what that's what i go through in chapter five the legal use of force so what is what can you prove in a court of law that what you did was actual self-defense. And I go through several different points in that. And that's very important. A lot of people don't consider, will I go to jail for this? And as long as you're defending your life and you go to jail, that is by all means a price well worth being paid 
because you survived and you're still sucking air on this earth. Um, but knowing what you are supposed to do legally is very, very important, especially in this day and age when so many liberal lawmakers, judges, are constantly trying to infringe on our freedoms. Jim, can you hear me? Yes, we've got you, my friend Dan. Go, go, go ahead, jump in uh, there. Um, I, I I said before I, I you couldn't hear me before. <laughs> I applaud her for writing writing the book, but in some respects, some of the things she's saying are somewhat naive. Um, the idea that we have a society where the vast majority of parents instruct their children on a value proposition of what's right and wrong, I, I think is is naive. Um, Jim, I just heard a report this morning that last year, 68,000 Americans, a lot of them young people, died from overdoses of opiate. Well, where, where are the parents who are trying to educate their children or feel responsibility to educate their children about the dangers of opiate overdose? I mean, we talk about the 17 people that were shot in the school system, but 68,000 people died of opiate overdose, and most likely, most of them, from what I can gather, tend to be lower to middle class people, not the rich and wealthy. I think that we, we have a problem when we're talking about the loss of 17 people, and we're talking about life. And yet, in that same community, there are five abortion clinics who are part of 10,000 abortions that took place in the state of Florida, where I live, of, of people under 19 years of age. So, I, I think we have a society that is not, when she talked about Miami being a very aggressive town, when a lot of the women are walking around half naked, I've been there, I know. Maybe just like, I totally agree with her. But what's wrong within our society that those young women and men are so aggressive? Did they not get a value system from their parents? They sure as hell didn't get it from the school system. So if they didn't get it from their parents, then there's a problem. And I think there is a fundamental problem in this country is that we no longer espouse or teach values on grand scales. We don't do it in the public school system. We don't do it in the colleges and universities. So how is a young man or woman supposed to understand the right, value, the right value system is that the people who have the greatest responsibility for educating their children blow it off? Regis, what, what, what do you make of that? <laughs> um, to a level, I, I agree with you and... I mean, you can't deny the fact that there is things like Liberated, the New Sexual Movement, which is a documentary on on Netflix showing the awful behavior of the spring breaks that occur in Panama City Beach and all that stuff. And I think it's a, it's a cultural thing that MTV likes to push where, you know, sex is just a casual thing, emotionless, and we can teach... We can treat people like they're pieces of garbage and have no emotion to it. Um, I agree that 
a lot of parents have failed their their children and uh, not being involved. I don't think it's the majority of parents, however. Um, 68,000 with billions of people in America is still a small percentage, but it, it is a, a terrible um, statistic to hear. And I think I, I recently went to Westminster in, over in London, and I gave uh, a proposal to implement a self-defense program within the school system that not only teaches kids how to defend themselves against bullies and sexual harassment, but also against, um, also how to learn to respect their peers and, and introduce a philosophy, which is something that I've learned from my academy, and it's a warrior code, and we go through everything from benevolence, respect, honor, honesty, rectitude, courage, and loyalty to how to maintain a healthy lifestyle and to stay mentally strong. And if programs like this were implemented in the school system, I think it would definitely help um, give kids who have parents who are absent on that level a chance. To being a productive member of society. The problem, Jim, is that, first of all, there are not billions of people in the United States. There's 320 million. Yes. Uh, and 68,000 is a big number. But what about the 4,000 children that were murdered in Chicago and the police didn't do anything? What does it say about what's going on in Philadelphia and Baltimore and other cities around the country where children are being randomly murdered? And yet our politicians don't seem to want to do anything about it. I agree with her from a logical standpoint that her program might be something that would be helpful to be taught in the public schools. But the left isn't going to allow it to happen because it's the wrong message. Uh, I think it's the right message from her standpoint, and I agree with her. But the left is never going to let that come into school because it begins to deal with fundamental morality taking responsibility for your own life, protecting your own life. And that's what government is for, to protect you, not you should protect yourself. So um, I think your idea is, is, a, is a good idea, but in this country, uh, and, and did England adopt your program? It's been an uphill battle, that's for sure, but still gaining interest. But they haven't adopted it yet. They haven't put it, put it into play. No, there's, there's quite several different steps that need to be taken in order to get it implemented. But there's another program here in Texas that I'm working on, too. So do you, do you have any places in the United States, any public school system, who has adopted what you're talking about? Not at the moment, no, but it's a work in progress. And, it, and I absolutely agree with you. It's going to be a tremendous work in progress, and I... I applaud you for your tenacity and your courage to try and make bring about change, but you got a you got a long battle, and I'm afraid that the forces uh, on the left are are abhorrent to what it is you're trying to say. And and I think you you make a lot of sense, and it and it's it, it's really very important because um, I I know of a a couple younger couple than us, but. They had a young man who um, was a senior in high school, got sexually active with a young lady who 
he was convinced that they were going to get married and and she cheated on him and he was emotionally destroyed he thought he could handle sex at 18 years of age but he couldn't handle the emotional problem of sex and we don't teach anything in terms of in the schools about the emotional side we teach about the physical side and we talk about the venereal disease side but we don't talk about the emotional risk that young people who are ill-equipped to deal with the emotion of sexual engagement uh, are getting involved in and and it's devastating to both girls and to boys and uh, uh, but the schools don't want to address that you know I, 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 I understand your frustration I can appreciate what you're trying to do. I, I applaud you for it, uh, but don't give up the fight. I mean, how old are you now? Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Is do you have a full-time job besides doing this? Uh, my website and teaching self-defense. Okay, so you you have other sources of income that that that, that help you. Of course, yes. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you have you thought about the question, you know, I want to do this for 3 years, 5 years, 10 years, the rest of my life. What what is what of your personal capital, your energy, your enthusiasm, your emotion? How much are you willing? Have you thought about how long you're willing to try and fight this battle or is there is there a point in time somewhere out in the future where you say, look, I did the best I could, I wasn't successful, but at least I tried. Um, this has always been a lifelong passion of mine, and it's somewhat personal due to family instances of sexual assault and rape. So mm -hmm. it will always be something that I have passion for. And depending on when the program is implemented or not, it doesn't matter. Either way, I will always be encouraging students, young kids, to learn how to defend their lives, women, men, always, always preaching that message because it's something I know works. And, when, did you, um, when did you start on this mission? How long since ago? Since I was 18. Since you were eighteen, and was it a uh, an experience within your your family that caused you this uh, a sexual assault or whatever that caused you to focus on what this mission was, or was there some other no, event? No, um, it, it I've I've been like I said, I part of the reason why I wrote my book how to not be a hashtag Me Too victim but a hashtag Warrior Chick. And the other reason why I started my website, girlsjustwanthaveguns.com, was because I have the knowledge and the fortitude to protect and defend my life. I wanted to share that knowledge and give other women that fortitude to protect and defend their lives. And um, the way I saw the hashtag MeToo movement moving, I thought this was extremely dangerous. It unrightly targeting men who are just trying to flirt and be social with women and now they're crying rape if they're the guys are asking them out for a drink it's a little absurd and right. i thought should a woman feel the true self-confidence of how learning how to defend her life she wouldn't feel so 
threatened if a man asks her out for a drink. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to keep the balance here and say, hey, ladies, you want to be real Miss Independent, Miss Woman Empowerment? Learn how to protect yourself. And then you won't be calling hashtag me too and rape if someone says hello to you. Right. <laughs> Let me let me ask you a couple more quick questions. Yes. When you started this when you started this mission at eighteen, did you have a lot of people supporting you or were you all on your own? Um it it was a slow progress, but I got immediate attention from the media. Mm -hmm. Um and I've you know, my family always supports me. But uh it it was something really, you know, the support of my family and some media attention. So, so you're now eight years, you're now eight years older, you're 26. What's your first circle mm -hmm. of friends look like today than what it was when you were 18? Um, somewhat the same, maybe less. Different people? I'd... Mm, some new people, not so many. Mhm. Mm Do you feel alone? Um. No. Okay. All right. Uh, let me let me just take it just a little bit of a tangent here. Um. What do you think about the 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 right and the ability of women to own guns? Um, I believe our Second Amendment clearly states it, and even if the Second Amendment didn't exist, it's an inalienable right to defend your life. It's proven within nature. But do you, but do you believe that um, uh, you as a female, forget about men, just as a woman, do you believe that you, right, you have a right under the Second Amendment to own any gun you want? I, I believe a woman and a man are pretty much the same species. We're humans, so yes. So you have the right to own any gun. And if somebody wants to tell you if if a political party or uh, a, um, um, a political action group or community organizer or whoever it is says, no, you, you're not going to be allowed to, I don't want you to have that particular gun. And what's your reaction to that? What particular gun are we talking about here? We're not talking about. We're not. No. This. If you're gonna, if you're gonna give me your Second Amendment right, does the Second Amendment say anything about what guns you can and no, cannot own? It doesn't. It doesn't. It's and it. It wanted. I believe the founding fathers wanted our second, our guns to be the same as the militia. So okay. they, you know, the long rifle is um, what it was back then is our military's M14. Right. So that you think that a responsible woman should be able to have whatever kind of gun she wants, just the same as any responsible man should have the right to have any kind of gun he, he wants. 
Is that correct? She's a law-abiding citizen, and she goes through the... Yes. Okay. So, uh, first of all, I I absolutely totally agree with you. I I, I think the idea that, that women, quote, are the weaker sex and they shouldn't be able to have certain guns... I don't think the Second Amendment does that at all. The the Second Amendment says you have the right to keep and bear arms, period. Now, the government does have Mm -hmm. the ability to pass laws like machine guns are illegal and those kinds of things. But by and large, under the the Second Amendment, you can have what you want to have. Do you think that um, people who have mental health problems, like this young man and most of the school shooters, do you think that they should have the right to be able, under the Second Amendment, to have a gun? That's a tricky question there. Um, Well, I didn't try to be tricky. I just... just... No, and I think that mental health is a serious factor in taking away firearms. Um, And until that's proven clinically you cannot deny a person their right to a, a firearm. Um, but if you but if you look at the the background of this young man who did the shooting in Florida and the number of times that the federal and state agencies received complaints and, and warnings and concern yeah. from people and they chose not to do anything about it. Uh, and they've been in this was well, home 30, 39 the, times. That's the fault of the law enforcement then at that point because they were warned multiple times. And I believe the FBI was called on Nicholas, Nicholas Cruz's home in September and January. Right. Specifically on being a, a school shooter. And right. they did bupkits on it. Absolutely nothing. And that is baffling. Yeah. Because they had him handed over on, on a platter. Right. The community around him did what they needed to do. They raised all the red flags around him. And our government, our law enforcement, the people who are supposed to be protecting us, the people who are supposed to be taking firearms away from mentally deranged people, didn't do their job. So, because, in my mind... Go ahead, I'm sorry. My, in my mind, creating more laws to prevent this from happening makes no sense because law enforcement did diddly squat before. And it, it how, how would putting more restrictions on law-abiding citizens stop this from occurring again? Yeah, I, I I understand what you're saying. You know, I I, I I think your perspective is quite unique. That the that that the the community, the people around him, were concerned to the point that they called the authorities, and the authorities did nothing. And I don't know whether you're aware of this or not, um, but perhaps one of the reasons why the authorities didn't do anything is that under the Obama administration he charged the Attorney General Holder to to do wanted to do something about the black incarceration in prisons and so they provided mm-hmm. what is called a in essence a bounty program that if a uh, if a person 
was committing a crime in a school, they were not to be arrested and charged. And if they brought down the, quote, reportable crime rate in a school, they would receive money from the federal government. This school, uh, which is purported to be supposedly the third safest school in the state of Florida, had many, many crimes that were never reported, and they took the money. So the community reported, but the school didn't report because they had an economic interest in not arresting this young man because it might impact their arrest ratios, and they would be getting Battle less money. Battle of Obama, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Obama's the gift that keeps on giving. Gosh, it's like an STD. Or taking whatever your perspective is. And, and a lot of people yeah. don't know what I what I just told you, but it, it is fact it's it's fact true. Um but when when the when and and I heard today, I don't know whether you heard this, I heard today that the Congress who is now uh, considering a subpoena of the FBI records of the notifications that the FBI got in this shooting to try and find out why they didn't respond. And uh, Congress is very angry that, uh, that, that, that the FBI was involved. So, you know, and the other thing that really surprised me, again, I don't know whether you saw this or not, there were four armed police officers on the grounds of the school who did not go into the school while the shooting was taking place. Were you aware of that? Yeah, they were told to create a perimeter by Captain Jones or something like that. She was just right. identified. And and what did you think yeah. of that? That that they had we had four armed police officers who supposedly trained who could have one of any one of them could have gone into the building and possibly taking out the shooter, yet they stayed outside and let him to continue to kill and wound people. What does that tell yeah, you about um, the, the local police force? So they apparently the reason another reason also they didn't go out was because they didn't have their body cameras on them um and they were supposed to have that on them in order to engage the shooter mm. but the Brow um Broward County Sheriff's Department has a, a specific code in the situation if there is an active shooter they're supposed to go in and engage the shooter take the shooter him. And so, I think I think the JROTC students that sacrificed their lives were ten times more brave and courageous than those cowards who were hiding behind their um, law enforcement vehicles with uh, a bulletproof vest and, and mm -hmm. firearms. They were the only ones who could actually respond and do something, and yet the unarmed children and faculty that were in the school sacrificed their lives in order to make sure other students got away safely. Yeah, and I, I, and I, I appreciate your, your openness and your candor over this last five to ten minutes because it was important to hear what you had to say. But I, I, given your mission, I have to ask you a question. What do you say to the people that you're trying to talk to about defending themselves? What do you say to them about the possibility of the police force not protecting them? 
as long as you know what you're doing is right and that you have the ability and fortitude to defend your life because the police, they're, when you need them, they're minutes away. Mm-hmm. And having the capability to defend your life, take a weapon away from an attacker who's trying to use it against you, and then, you know, just stopping the attack within itself will save your life. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that the attacker has to die. It might end up with them passing away, being shot or killed or choked out. Either way, it doesn't matter as long as you were the one defending your life. That's the right thing to do. That That is what always is right. Because... They are infringing on your right to life. When that happens, that's an injustice on you, and it needs to be responded immediately. Yeah. I don't want to make an assumption, so I'm going to ask you this qualifying question. Do you teach your your classes to women only, or do you also teach men? I've taught men also. Okay. It's, Yeah. So is it tough for a man to admit that he needs help? Um, so where I train is the Valente Brothers Academy in Miami, and everyone who signs up in that academy, they're there for a reason. And I've always had respect from all of the male students there. It's never been an issue Sometimes there's an ego thing going on, but it's never really the the atmosphere that 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 one academy especially has brought on the tatame for students to learn from each other is an incredible atmosphere, um, and it's one of mutual benefit not only from the teachers from the students too, and it's the, the instructors I'm. We, we often learn from our students, so it's, um, it's a very humbling experience every time I'm teaching. Do you have many instructors, or is it all you? Oh, no, it's not all me. I'm, I'm usually assisting. The head instructors are Pedro Valente, Guy, and Joaquim, which are his brothers, too. And then there's a few other instructors there also. Hmm. So who put the program together? Which program? The one you're teaching. It was from my head instructors. I, I, it was their curriculum, and I'm, I learned from them since I was nine, and that's what I teach. Hmm. Are, you, are, you, are you talking to people at other parts of the country about starting these classes? It, yes. I'm I like I said I went to London um but I've you mean other parts of the country in the United States or Yeah, I mean are, are there other people internationally? that are No, well, either one, but I'm I'm more interested in whether or not uh I know you said you it's been a struggle but uh probably a, more of a struggle in the school systems but would 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 other gyms or health clubs oh, Yeah, uh, there's t- there's numerous academies, and it's hard to name them all, um, but they have, I mean, 
I can't even name all the states that they're in. Um, but if, if anyone is looking for a good self-defense academy and you want to learn jiu-jitsu, which I highly suggest jiu-jitsu because it is a complete martial art. It not only teaches you how to fight from standing up, it also teaches you how to fight from the ground. And as long as it's a self-defense system, which is very important because there's a lot of sport places, sport jiu-jitsu, MMA, that's a different art of itself. And the key thing is to learn how to protect your life. This is mm-hmm. real-life scenarios. Do you have a website? When girls just want to have guns.com. And are these are these facilities listed on your website? Are places that people can go to your website and find maybe a place in their hometown that would would teach them? We have it listed in the book, "How to Not Be a Hashtag Me Too Victim, but a Hashtag Warrior Chick." So, if people would like to go to Amazon.com and buy one of the books, we, I have it listed in there. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, well, we're going to do this. I, I appreciate you, Regis, for joining us today. I know that you've got to run along. You've got other interviews and things. But uh, I appreciate you being with us. And uh, Dan and IQ, uh, we are going to be back with you guys after our quick commercial break. But uh, thanks to Regis. And uh, we will list uh, the book and everything on the website and uh, buy it on Amazon.com. We're back here in a few moments. And uh, we will take a brief time out here. <laughs> 